Welcome to the pre-recorded worship service for October 4th, 2020, coming to you from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Today we have the joy and privilege of celebrating World Communion Sunday together, which means that you should grab a big chunk of bread and a glass of wine or juice so that you'll be ready to participate in this sacred meal. We know that God will show up for each one of us, just as God will show up for all of our brothers and sisters around the world. Let us now prepare for this worship by listening to the prelude.
Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, those whom he has redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Let us worship God. proof of God's amazing love is this. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. Because we have faith in him, we dare to approach God with confidence. Along with our brothers and sisters around the world, this day we come in faith and penitence to pray our confession to God. Almighty God, Mother of mercy, Father of grace, you have called us to one table, but we have pursued our own course. You have promised us abundance of all creation, but in our greed and our envy, the world goes without. You have promised us the bread of life itself, but in our pride and in our arrogance, the world goes hungry. You have promised us the waters of peace and justice, but in our violence and in our discord, the world goes thirsty. And now we are famished too, Lord. Have mercy on us, forgive us again. Transform us at this table and for this table and send us from this table as servants of your righteousness. 
by the power of your Son, our Lord. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. Friends, hear the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. God's forgiven children, we affirm our faith by reciting the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now we have come to a place in worship to pass the peace to one another, the peace of the Lord. We have a special passing of the peace as it is World Communion Sunday. Assalamu alaikum. Peace be with you. Que la paix soit avec vous. The peace of the Lord be with you. Peace 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 be with you. Oh, 
Well, good morning again, and welcome to World Communion Sunday here at Church of the Palms. We are so glad that you're with us and look forward to sharing with the world this, this very holy sacrament as we come together to show our unity in Christ. A few announcements for you today as we look at life at Church of the Palms. Uh, Dare to Share is this wonderful live stream event that will be available for our middle school and high school students. It will be an all-day retreat on October the 10th. Saturday, October the 10th, over in the Campus Center. We encourage you to register on the website, and we would love to have all of our students gather for this uh, amazing day uh, of being together. God in Hollywood continues on Wednesday evening. Our next movie for discussion is Hidden Figures, a chance for us to uh, revisit another piece of history in America and wonder about what we can learn from that. That will be at 6.30 on Wednesday evening. Our race and the church conversations continue, and we encourage you to put on your calendar Monday, October the 19th at 6 p.m. We will be discussing a TED Talk delivered by Debbie Irving, who, uh, was the, who is the author of of waking up white and you'll find all that information on our website and you can register uh, right off of our website as well well beginning on October the 17th we're going to begin a new worship experience for our congregation uh, we will begin posting one service each week a today worship service some of you have experienced this already here at Church of the Palms a, a service of prayer and silence and songs in the manner of today a community in France it's an opportunity for us to take uh, 30 minutes or so uh, once or maybe more often than once throughout the course of the week to be in meditation and to reflect and perhaps to experience the great peace of that very, very special kind of worship. So we look forward to beginning that on the week of October the 17th. Next week, you can expect our daily devotions to come to you as they always have, every day, Monday through Friday, except they're going to begin on at 6 a.m. So when you wake up, probably right there in your email queue will be our daily devotions, so you can be looking forward to that. We are so grateful to have Ye and Jonathan with us who are play, uh, playing uh, as a way by which to uh, enhance our worship today. So we look forward to their, uh, great, um, their great gifts being shared with us. Well, tomorrow, next Sunday is the big day. It's the reopening for our uh, in-person worship here in the sanctuary as well as over in the campus center. We will be having our pre-recorded worship as always, and so those of you who will want to remain home can uh, be, uh, be looking online for our service that we will be pre-recording and offering to you. But for those of you who would like to come to be a part of an in-person worship experience at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, or 11 o'clock next Sunday, we encourage you, not encourage you, but we require you to make reservations to, be, uh, to make sure that you have a seat within our sanctuary. We're only going to be at 25% capacity, and so we want to make sure that we have room for you. We have all three services available, so we're fairly confident that we'll have seating for everybody. But our reservations will begin at 10 a.m. on Monday, October the 5th, and that will be a chance for you to make your reservation, and if you don't don't get into one service, perhaps you can find another service to be uh, coming to attend. Masks will be required. We'll have social distancing. We're going to be taking every precaution possible to make sure that we keep our congregation safe. We get to take care of each other is our theme, and we encourage you to be mindful of that, that we are here to take care of one another as we seek to come together in worship. 
We, if you are having trouble reserving online, and that's the way you'll make your reservation is online, uh, you can always call the church office and they will be glad to help you out. We want to show you a little video uh, that will be also posted on our website that kind of runs you through the routine you'll need to be familiar with as you come to worship with us next Sunday. So let's turn to the video. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord, so writes the psalmist. And I'm guessing he speaks for so many of us as we've been waiting for the time to return to the house of the Lord to worship together in person. It's been too long and we're anxious to see the people we've grown used to seeing on Sunday mornings. And yet we're still in the midst of the health crisis of COVID-19 and we must do all that we can to help each other remain healthy as we exercise this privilege of worship. In fact, our theme for returning is is we get to take care of each other. What a privilege that is as well to be the true community of Christ who not only look upward to God and worship, but also outward to each other with every desire to protect one another from the spread of this virus. The good news is that we will be continuing with our pre-recorded traditional service broadcast on our website, Comcast Channel 189, Facebook and YouTube. Our contemporary service will be aired as well. We understand that it will be important for many of you to remain home and we want you to experience the fullest Church of the Palms worship possible. For those who choose to join us on Sunday morning, all three of our services, 9 o'clock in the sanctuary, 10 o'clock in the campus center, 9 o'clock back here in the sanctuary will be available to you through a reservation process. Since our capacity will be limited to approximately 25% to ensure social distancing, we will need to know of your intention to come. If one service fills up, we are blessed to have two others for you to choose from. We ask that you reserve a place every week. The reservation process begins each week on Monday at 10 a.m. You will find the form on our website or in our daily e-blast. Make sure to include each member of your family and make sure to check the box that tells us that you agree to join us in our efforts to take care of each other. Reservations will close on Friday at noon. Please do let us know if your plans do change. If you have trouble making a reservation online, you can call the church office. When you arrive for worship, make sure to put on your face mask as you depart your car. If you don't remember to bring your own, we will provide one for you. We ask that you enter our worship spaces by the center front doors. You'll find folks at the main entrance who will happily confirm your reservation. Please check with them before entering. For only those who have handicap concerns, you can enter through the southeastern doors closest to the Palm Center. Our sanctuary and campus center will be sanitized and a new air filtration system is in place in all of our buildings to move clean air throughout. You will find hand sanitizer stations upon entry and a table with bulletins for you to pick up. Also in the narthex you will find take-home bags for our children. Ushers will help you find seating that will allow you to remain at a safe distance from others. Do your best to refrain from handshaking and hugging. Our worship will be meditative in nature 
and will encourage you to listen and reflect rather than speak and sing. Singing especially is known to be a potential virus spreader. We ask that you maintain wearing your mask over both nose and mouth during your time on our campus. If that becomes onerous, it's perfectly okay to excuse yourself. Again, we want to do all we can to take care of each other. When the service is concluded, ushers will be on hand to direct you to the appropriate exits to ensure safe distancing. Offering plates will be available at each door for you to leave your offering. And of course, you may wish to continue giving electronically or by mail. Please take your bulletin with you at the conclusion of the service. In the Acts of the Apostles, we are told that one of the marks of the early church was that they held everything in common. Now is the time for us to embrace that mark of the church by holding the well-being of our brothers and sisters in common. In the Church of Jesus Christ, it's never about one person, it's always about all people. This promises to be a great chapter in the life of Church of the Palms as we bear with each other and as the Apostle Paul said, look not to our own interests, but to the interest of others. We look forward to seeing you soon as we joyfully return to the house of the Lord. Well, now is our time of moment of gratitude, a time for us to pause and reflect and give thanks for what God has done. And most certainly God has done great things over these past seven months. It seems hard to believe it's been seven months since we've been back together, since we've been together. And this has uh, been a time where God has been so faithful to provide for us through you, through your great generosity. It makes me think of the verse in that great hymn, Amazing Grace, through many dangers, toils, and snares I have already come and it's grace that has brought me safe thus far and grace will lead me home and so it is that amazing grace that we give thanks for and it's that amazing grace that we begin to share with the world as we come together and as we give of our offerings and you'll see all the giving options on your screen and we encourage you to use any one of those as we seek to continue strong in our ministry going forward let us now continue our worship
Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you for the faithfulness of your people, people who follow you, who gave us everything. We pray that your Holy Spirit will bless these gifts and grace them for the benefit of your holy kingdom. We thank you, Lord, for the generosity that you give us that helps us to spill out into the giving to your kingdom. Thank you, Lord. We pray in your name. Amen. Amen. I'd like to invite the children to come down and gather around for the children's moment and also to remind you that Miss Carol will be meeting you for a Zoom Sunday school at 1030 today. Well, I want to let you in on a little fun fact. When I was a kid, I loved Wonder Bread. Peanut butter and jelly, grilled cheese, Oh my gosh, maybe my favorite was toasting it, slathering it with butter, and sprinkling it with cinnamon sugar. It's still comfort food for me today. But you know, I just couldn't understand why my parents didn't love Wonder Bread the same way I did. But then as I began to grow up and mature and travel, I began to love and appreciate a whole variety of bread. In fact, bread may be my absolute favorite food group of all time. So when I came in the sanctuary today and I saw this basket of bread, I was like, is someone having like a little party for me and I just didn't know about it? Well, it is a party and it's not just for me, it's for you too. And it's for all of our brothers and sisters around the world. Because today is World Communion Sunday. Today, we get to remember how much God loves each one of us, no matter where we live, no matter what shape we are, what size we are, or even what color we are. So every year, Yoko goes out and she buys a sampling of some bread, some local favorites from some other countries so that we can remember our brothers and sisters. Like, she got a baguette so we can think about the family that we have in France. Um, let's see. Oh, it's like a pumpernickel. So we remember our brothers and sisters in Germany and... Oh, my favorite, I see these tortillas and I'm reminded of those people that I love so much in Nicaragua and Honduras. 
And all of this is here for us today. So when we take communion, we remember that we belong to God's family. And we remember that God's family is really, really big and people are spread out all over the world. So today, as you eat that bread, I want you to remember how much God loves you and how much God loves all the children of the world. But even more than that, whenever you eat bread this entire week, I would like to encourage you to invite you just to wonder how you might love someone else, especially someone who looks or acts or talks just a little bit differently from you. Will you pray with me? Gracious God of wonder and God of light and God of love, thank you for loving us the way you do. Help us, Lord, to love others just like you do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, as most of you know, we are pursuing the theme of the fruit of the Spirit this year, and each month we will be focusing on a separate fruit of the Spirit as we read about in Galatians chapter 5. Last month we focused on the fruit of love and looked at the variety of loves that we read about in uh, the four Greek words for love. This month, the month of October, we're looking at the fruit of joy, the fruit of the Spirit we know is joy. And one of the things we're going to encourage you to do this month is to think of something you could do to bring joy to someone else. Bring joy is actually going to be our theme this month. What might you do to bring a little joy to someone in your life? Maybe you could send some flowers or, or perhaps write a note or tell somebody how much you appreciate them or, or maybe bake someone a cake or, or cook someone dinner or whatever might come to mind that would bring someone in your life some joy. That's the great thing about joy. You don't even have to feel joy in order to bring joy. In fact, when you bring joy, that's when you're apt to feel joy. So be thinking about that this month. What might I do to bring joy to someone and then come up with a plan and then do it? And then afterwards, we would love to maybe even hear a story about your experience. Just uh, reach out to us at the church office. You can contact Jackie Gomez at Jay Gomez at Church of the Palms. And and we'd love to hear your story, and perhaps we'll find ways we can share those stories with our congregation. So today, in our first look at joy, we're going to look at the first chapter of 1 Peter, verses 3 through 9. Hear the word of God. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you who are being protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, even if now for a little while you have had to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold that, although perishable, is tested by fire." 
may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Although you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy, for you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. By your grace and through your mercy, we pray, O Lord, that you will allow these words to come to point to the word just read and to the word made flesh in Jesus the Christ. We pray this in his name. Amen. Well, we all know the old story. The man was out for a walk on a foggy day and didn't see the edge of a precipice over which he proceeded to fall. And the drop was hundreds of feet. And by fortune, the man managed to grab hold of a limb sticking out of the side of the cliff and was left there hanging. And after a moment of hanging there, he proceeded to yell up at the top, is anybody up there? Is anybody up there? And silence for a moment. Is anybody up there? And suddenly from the clouds came this great voice. It is I, the Lord, who speaks to you. The man kept hanging and he said, thank God, thank God you're up there. Can you help me? Can you help me? Yes, I can help you. Please help me. Yes, I can help you. Let go of the branch and I will bear thee up. The man held on to the branch for a moment, looked up again and said, Is there anybody else up there? It's no fun to fall. It's no fun to be in a position where you have to rely upon someone else to catch you. It's no fun realizing that the fortune that has come your way has sometimes come at the rescuing hands of another, someone who was there to catch you. We we prefer to build a narrative about ourselves that suggests that we have been the master of our own fate, that that we have done life our way, that we have pulled ourselves up by our own bootstraps and become self-made women and self-made men, that that everything has come our way, has come because we've earned it. Now, of course, like most things, this is partly true. Most, if not all of us, can point to work we've done and accomplishments we've achieved as a result of applying our wills, our minds, our energy, our determination. We are free agents who control pieces of our destiny. We, we chose the right road, we say. We landed the important contract. We stayed late at the office. We exercised extra elbow grease. We, we like to think that what has come our way has come from using our knowledge applying our wise judgment and giving our 110%. Now, as I said, this is partly true, and what stems from this realization is the feeling of pride. We, we're proud of the things that we have accomplished, and, and there's nothing wrong with pride. There's nothing wrong about feeling good about what you've done. There's nothing wrong with taking satisfaction with the result of your hard work. Probably not enough people who take enough pride in what they've done. A healthy dose of pride is, is good for the soul. But, but pride alone is not all of what life is about. Because the truth is, life is also full of falls. Life has its climbs, and life has its falls. Life has its summits, and life has its plummets. And in those plummets, there have been along the way 
hands to catch us. On June 8, 1958, a Sunday, my father got up and got dressed to go to church to lead Sunday worship. He was a pastor. On the way to church, he dropped off my mother at the hospital for the time came for her to be delivered of moi. She was in labor with me. So he dropped her off at the hospital, proceeded to the church, led two worship services, preached two sermons based upon the text, deliver us from evil. I'm not quite sure what that was all about. Drove back to the hospital and waited in the waiting room for the doctor to come tell him the good news. Such were the olden days. And with those olden days came this confidence on the part of my father that my mother and the child she was delivering, ah, they were in good hands. And sure enough, at 4.44 that afternoon, out I fell into someone's good hands. It might have been Dr. Flannery's hands, our family doctor, but, but someone's hands caught me when I fell into the world. And I didn't earn those good hands. I didn't, you know, call in advance to reserve those good hands. They were just there to catch me and maybe even slap me a little on the behind, though I don't remember. You have the same story, of course. Maybe you were never told the details, but we all have a story of those moments leading up to our first breath, falling into someone's good hands. In fact, we have a whole chapter of life of which we have little memory, those first few years when all we pretty much did was fall into the good hands of someone else, moms and dads and brothers and sisters and grandmothers and grandfathers passing the little likes of you and me from one set of arms to another. When we cried, someone picked us up. When we fell, someone swooped us up and told us it was going to be all right. And none of this was because we deserved it or earned it. It was all grace. Later, we may have fallen into the good hands of an employer or a mentor or a family friend. Later than that, we may have fallen into the good hands of a teacher or a coach or an instructor. Later than that, we may have fallen into the good hands of a spouse. But the truth is, we have been falling all of our lives. And by grace, there have been those moments when someone's good hands have been there to catch us. Maybe you remember the story that took place in the first part of last century when the great concert pianist Ignacy Pedereski was invited by a couple of students at Stanford University to give a concert uh, at their campus. It was a, a plot rally on the part of these two students to raise enough money for themselves to help pay their tuition, which they couldn't afford. Well, the great Paderewski agreed to come for a fee of $2,000, and he came and performed a wonderful concert. And when the concert was over, the two students showed up backstage and with forlorn faces informed the great pianist that, he, that they had only raised $1,600 in ticket sales. They were $400 short and hadn't even paid the expenses. They handed a check worth $1,600 and gave it to the gave it to the pianist and asked if it was at all possible if they could if he would give them an if they could give him an IOU for the $400 that they could then work to earn that money and send it to him when he returned to Europe. Pederewski thought for a moment and then in front of the students took the $1,600 check and tore it in two and said I'm sorry you didn't raise the money boys but I'll tell you what take the $1,600 pay your expenses and keep the rest. 
Years later, after Paderewski had returned to his native Poland, World War I broke out, and in its aftermath, much of Europe laid waste, and Paderewski had since been elected prime minister and was preparing himself to intervene with the United States to assist in helping to feed his starving Polish and European countrymen. But prior to his trip, President Herbert Hoover made the decision to open all the storehouses of the U.S. and to ship food to Poland and to Europe so that the people could be fed. And Paderewski made the trip to the U.S. to thank the president for the gracious act of humanitarian aid. What can we ever do to repay you, Paderewski asked. Hoover waved the question aside and reminded the great pianist that he was one of the two Stanford students whose debt he had forgiven long before. In the end, we all find ourselves falling, and by grace, we fall into good hands. So there's an interesting thing that happens with the language in the New Testament, the language through which the writers tell us the good news of Jesus. The New Testament, of course, was originally written in the Greek, and it turns out that the Greek word for grace is the same word for joy. Kara or charis is the word used interchangeably in the New Testament for grace and joy, as if to say that grace and joy are two sides of the same coin, that, that you really can't pull these two apart, that if you're going to experience joy, it will come through your appreciation of grace, that as proud as you might be in what you've been able to do, the real joy comes in realizing what has been done for you. As much as you pulled yourself up, how many times still has someone had to catch you in your fall? By grace, the apostle writes, we have been saved. By grace, we've been caught. By grace, we've been borne up by the good hands. That from the very beginning, when God breathed us into existence, it was by grace that we took our first breath, and it's by grace that we have made it thus far. And most importantly, it's by grace that we can look ahead and know and believe that when we've fallen for the last time, when we have fallen into that eternal slumber, it is the good hands of grace that catch us and the eternal, the eternal arms that swoop us into God's loving presence. By his great mercy, writes the apostle, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. A new birth. The old birth had us falling into the good hands of the doctor. The new birth has us falling into the hands of the Savior. Although you have not seen him, Peter continues, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy an indescribable joy. The grace of the good hands turns into the joy of thanksgiving. We look behind us and we see the good hands that caught us and we look ahead and we see the good hands that will catch us. And that's where the joy begins. I've never won the lottery. I suppose you have to play it first to win it. But it seems that the early apostles felt like they had won the lottery, that they had come to learn that the God of creation had graciously accepted them, had graciously promised them that when they fell back, there would be one, this Jesus there, to catch them. That by grace they had heard the news, and by grace they had been accepted, and now the rest for them was just joy. 
which I suppose is what brings the world together today on World Communion Sunday. Oh, there is much that pulls this weary old world apart. There is so much that divides us. There are too many opinions and polls and politics to drive wedges and walls, and there doesn't seem, it just does not seem to be much joy. For all those politicians' promises, they can't seem to deliver joy, and they never will because joy comes by grace. Joy comes by being grateful for the good catch, for the good hands, for the good God we know in Jesus. It makes me think of the story of Nicholas Winton. Nicholas Winton was a stockbroker in England back in the late 1930s and was growing concerned over the developments in Germany with the rise of the Third Reich. And, and after the Nazis marched into Czechoslovakia, Winton traveled to Czechoslovakia to see if there was anything he could do to help his fellow Jews who were growing more and more concerned over their future plight. He realized that, that what he could do was that he could help Jewish parents get their children out of the country and to safety. So he returned to England with the names of hundreds of Jewish children and appealed to the government to let him rescue these children from their most certain demise. And from the government, he received permission. And he arranged for hundreds of English families to adopt these children. And in the end, organized the safe transport of 669 children to the safety of Great Britain. When all was said and done and all those children were safely in protection for all, with all those English families, Mr. Winton closed up his files, packed them up away in an attic, and never spoke of what he did ever again. Forty years later, the word got out and the BBC arranged to have Mr. Winton in attendance at a live variety show, and unbeknownst to him, had arranged for dozens and dozens and dozens of the children, now adults, to be in attendance too, surrounding him, unbeknownst to him, in the audience. And then came the moment of truth, when to Mr. Winton's surprise, the host of the show asked if there was anyone in the audience who owed their lives to this man, Mr. Winton. And the dozens and the dozens and the dozens stood, surrounding the man in whose good hands they had fallen. And those were just the dozens that could be there. There were 690, 669 in total. And when they did the math and considered the children and the grandchildren of those 669 that today now owe their life to Nicholas Winton, the total comes to be around 6,000. And maybe that's the math we get to do when we come to this table, the world communion table, that the one who graced us with our birth is the one who graced all with their birth. And the one who catches us whenever we fall is the one who catches all when they fall. The Savior with a multitude of children and all the children gather around the host and at table express their great joy of grace, remembering their new birth, remembering the good catch, remembering the joy of just being human, remembering the grace of the good hands that have caught us and remembering the joy of being caught 
again. Friends, the apostle writes that all have sinned and fallen. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All have fallen. You, me, those that you know, those that you love, those that maybe you're having trouble loving. The whole world comes together at this table for we all have fallen together and we have a savior who has greeted us once again at table and brought us back to our feet, welcomed us to this feast so that we can know once again that it is by grace that we are saved through faith. So come, my friends, come to the feast and find here the gifts of grace and love, the food of forgiveness and mercy. Kanlalpa Iswachon Mantira Omzanin Chang Allah Apela Patient Nena Lom Tu Asoizo in Azir Tirtu Azir Tirtenena Pea Hei Hikataksa in Tana Shedring Turjuni 
in ayapyang in lausherangang jau min lausherangang jau atia jutiang pokin zanria ekama no po ju ala he no hi katisena tutlun tarju ani in inapyang in min lausherangang jau atia let us pray Gracious and loving God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and upon these your gifts of bread and juice, that through the bread we break together and the cup we share together, may we retell our common stories and reshape our common bonds and remember our common grace together wherever we are in the world, all in the communion of the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, the one in whose life and death you have united us all in love. Grace us with your presence as we pray to you now, O Lord. May we see in each other your light, your love, and you. May it not matter our differences, our languages, our looks, and our way of doing things. May what matters today and every day be that we are one in you, that we are united in love through you. And so may we be one with all who share this feast on this day of all days, with all your children at every corner of your table, in every corner of the world. May we share this abundant cup with all those who thirst for your justice. May we share this abundant bread with all those who hunger for your righteousness. May we be united by your love, united in hope, united in purpose, united in ministry in all times and in every place. All this we ask in the one who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So friends, every time we eat this bread and we drink of this cup, we proclaim the death of our risen Lord until he comes again and he will come again. This is the gift of God for the people of God. Now let us eat our bread and drink of our cups at our homes and here in remembrance of God's love in Jesus Christ.
Let us pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks. We praise you for you are the God of grace. We know, O Lord, that as we have come to this table, we've done nothing to deserve what we've received. Your body broken, your blood shed for the salvation of humankind. And so we praise you, O Lord, and pray that your Holy Spirit, who has attended to us in this meal, may fill us now, that we may be empowered to go into the world and to share with all the world that all are one in you, and that the world can come together, and the world can find joy, and the world can radiate joy for the benefit of all. All this we pray in your son's name, amen. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you.